0: Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we recommit as we've already done our lives to you and we pray that uh, not only the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts might be acceptable in your sight, but that in a special way uh, that you'll reformat us in every way and, and that the Spirit of God will, will be in us and the fruit of the Spirit will, will prove it. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I'm the kind of person who uh, who wants to try to put everything in plain language. Uh, we were discussing before, uh, when the people were coming in, that every profession has a vocabulary. Do you know that? Uh, you know the dentist here. Uh, she's got a vocabulary. If we could speak it, we'd, now that, not that we'd be good in putting in fillings and everything, but at least we'd know what she's talking about. Isn't that right? And uh, an engineer has an engineering vocabulary. And whoever you are, we speak something. The problem that we have in the Christian life is that it is a vocabulary that most of us don't speak. And I've noticed in ministry that when we come to church on Sabbath, a new vocabulary sets, sets in, but most of the people don't speak it. So, so we'll, we'll go through all the motions. We'll say everything, but if you ask somebody, what are you talking about? I'm not sure what it is. You understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the road, what we've got to do, the life in Christ, is a practical life in Christ. And it isn't this big. It's this big. It's really big. And so and so, and so, what we've got to do is resist the temptation to shrink our spiritual life. In other words, don't get hung up on one part of it. And, and, and this is the trend. You hear where I'm coming from? The trend? I, in, in other words, we're so desperate to live a life in Christ that instead of making it bigger, we make it smaller. And I'll, I'll talk about that as we go along. So we don't need somebody who's specialized in whatever and sometimes uh, with tongue in cheek I'll say that you know the Christian life and and let's be honest it has its ups and downs you hear some people talking and and it sounds like they're just man they're just on a cloud and they've just you know they've arrived if a person thinks he's arrived he didn't know where he was going (laughs) Uh, the the Christian life is just that it's not getting there Uh, you know it's, it's a continual journey that's what it is and, uh, and so I think we have to have that vision because, see, our expectations can mess us up. I mean, now, now it's true that higher than the human thought can reach is God's ideal for his children. Uh, but to hear some people talk, they've arrived there uh, and, and, and they see everybody else's lesser life forms and make the rest of us feel like we're losers. You see, that's not the way it's... You hear what I'm coming from. That's not right. And, and, and in fact... And I'm I'm starting off on a little negative turn. Am I among friends? Can I just talk to you like your grandpa? <laughs> uh, I'm just going to talk to you really, huh? Uh, really, you know, heart to heart. See, and, uh, and and I forgot what I was going to say. I have simultaneous attacks of amnesia and deja vu. And uh, so, what was I saying? You weren't listening. So. Oh yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> We could talk as hey, we talk, but what was it before I said that? Well, it has its ups and downs. Oh, oh, yeah. you know, and some people say, you know, I think that my Christian life would be better if I could decode Zephaniah. You know, I think all the problems I'm having is because I don't understand Zephaniah. And, <laughs> or another person say, I think the problem is the general conference. Uh, they have the white estate there and they've got all the writings of Mrs. White locked up. Can you hear me in the back? Uh, because this is really loud. Uh, anyway, well, they've got the spirit of prophecy all locked up and if they would just let it out, my problems would be over. I, I, I don't feel it's Zephaniah or, or uh, that, that, That for most of us, let's be honest with ourselves, uh, we're not moving forward we're hung up and it isn't because we didn't know we've just hung up and and we're trying to have it both ways I I may tell this story again but uh, see what we have to resist and when I see this crowd you know in there and I know that that this is a committed crowd this is a committed crowd but it doesn't mean when I look at the group and and you're you know like my grandchildren you know when I look out there and and my my children uh, I'm thinking to myself they could get tripped up In fact, you know, we could be here for different reasons. In other words, some are coming in, some are are here wrecked lives. Did you know that? And they're trying to use GYC to put it back together. Am I right on that? And so this doesn't mean all the glitters here is not gold. And so the problem, one of the problems we have is that some of us have a split life. Uh, We have a sacred part and a profane part. Now let me illustrate this. I was in a church one Sabbath, and in the church bulletin, they said that two weeks later they were going to have a Church Heritage Sabbath. Doesn't that sound powerful? Church Heritage Sabbath, and uh, for the uh, Sabbath School, they were going to have the review of our founding fathers and mothers. Isn't that powerful? And for ch- and for the worship service, it would be it would be our doctrines. Isn't that wonderful? the afternoon, it was going to be that mission outreach of the church, and and Saturday night it was going to be a video, of Godzilla meets Frankenstein. And I'm serious. Which really illustrates what? A split, huh? I've got my huh, religious life, and I got the other one, and that's what we got to avoid. In other words, what we we we. We must guard that the devil doesn't split us. That that we're the same everywhere we go. Does it mean we've arrived? No, but we know where we're going and it's not just on Saturdays. It's all the time. And one of the things I think that that's a burden that I have on my heart is that we used to go to church as a guide to learn how to live. Now we're taking how we live to church. Do you notice that? They're beginning to 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 make church look like every day. That's where we get the rock and roll church and all the rest. If you listen to rock and roll all week, it sounds good in church. Uh, but 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 those of us who just stay away from that stuff, then we go to church. We hear it. It, it breaks our hearts. Isn't that so? But anyway, I think that's that's what we want to do. Is don't let don't let it be split on you. Keep it together. And I think, as I said before. Uh, that we have our ups and downs. And, and if we have it down, don't quit. Well, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just, uh, I think I quit. Don't quit. Uh, because we've made a commitment, ups and downs, we stay with this. Because he who is in in us is more powerful than what's happening to you. Oh, i got to tell you a story. I'm about to start. But I always do this as a warm-up. Because, you know, when we start talking to each other in the big stuff, you know, you have to give me permission to talk to you. Because you're probably thinking, who's he? I don't know if I want to hear him or not. I don't know. I don't think I like him. And, uh, but anyway, just yesterday when I was coming from Florida, I was in the waiting room there at the the, uh, uh, airport. and, and, And there was a guy, listen, there was a guy sitting over where you're sitting. And, and, and his hair was, man, have you seen him do that? Now, now my generation combs its hair and, and, and tries to look good. This one is just it's going to comb its hair in the morning, gets this gel and just pulls it up, man. His hair would just, just like that. And he had uh, studs in his ears. He was all grizzly looking in his face. And he had these jeans on that had the knees out like that. You know, they pay money for those. Uh, we used to, you know, we used to throw those away, but now you can go pay $50 for that kind of stuff. But anyway, and there he was, the raggediest looking guy, and I looked over at him, and I thought, oh, brother. But, 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 but I thought to my, and I, for no reason that I could think of, I turned and I said something to him, and his eyes lit up. He was a human being, tucked in all that funny business, was a real person. And we began to talk about what he did. And you know he was up from Michigan here or someplace and and about his life and, and I and I used a text on him. And, and and he answered in the kind with the Bible something or other. And, and, and I thought to myself, This is powerful. See, what you see is not always what you get. And I thought something you know, we use the word witness. And I thought to myself, Witnessing is bigger than we see it. Uh, because now i 'm going to exaggerate this real bad, sometimes we think that witnessing is did you know the Pope is the is the antichrist <laughs> and, and isn 't that true that that 's witnessing no that 's not witnessing that's that 's mauling somebody <laughs> uh, isn 't that right that 's like being run over with a steamroller see but you know, you know you know that 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 football player that basketball player I was talking about we talked about the important things in life in fact didn 't Jesus do that? He was talking about real life. And I think it, 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 in our witness, we've got to understand that it's not just given a Bible study on the state of the dead. It, 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 and I like the story that, that Jesus, you know, the, the illustration, you remember when he cast the demons out of that guy on the other side of the lake? And, uh, and the guy was naked. And, uh, and This will get me. I, I don't want to get these all together. But anyway, the fellow wanted to go with Jesus. And uh, Jesus said, "No, go home, and tell him what I did for you." And, and, and I think, at the end of the day, this is what witnessing is: uh, is to tell people, not, not in hard ways, but in gentle, natural ways. Because a person persuaded against their wills of the same opinion still, isn't that right? You can't cram uh, eternally. You know, we talk about a, you know cramming for a test. You can't cram for the judgment. It's got to be something that kind of grows on it. Well, are you ready to begin? Yeah. Yeah. I think you know. You know. I've got this thing about be true to your teeth, and I didn't know we'd have a dentist here. I, you know, that well, that was very well coordinated. I've already mentioned that what it's like to live in the last days. If you have your Bibles, uh, let's turn to 1 John 16:7 and 8 and uh, somebody somebody just read that for us John 16:7 and 8 Is it first John? Uh, yeah I guess it is first John. Well no it has to be just John. Yeah because Jesus is talking. Do you see what this guy's Bible is? It's 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 printed so small it looks like the print on the back of a toothpaste tube. <laughs> You can't read this. That's just, you're just putting it on for us. <laughs> Have you noticed that when they print it real small like that? My lens. Somebody read it in the big print. <laughs> but I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of, of guilt in regard to sin and right, righteousness and judgment. You know, this is interesting, and, and, and I will be talking about this, because usually these, these uh, let's call them Pentecostals, or Assemblies of God, have you ever had them come up to you and say, do you have the Holy Ghost? Have they done that to you? And, 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 and what do they mean? Can you speak in tongues? That's it. That's the gold standard. Uh, if you've got the Holy Spirit you can speak in tongues. And uh and because they're into the gifts of the Spirit. But I know my dad used to say, Don't even talk about the gifts of the Spirit until you've talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Because the gifts of the Spirit, uh, can be can be counterfeited or bought on the black market. Do you hear where I'm coming from? Uh this uh uh, you won't remember this, but but there was was a Jimmy Baker. I mean, I never saw the guy. He was a big television guy, and what was he doing, hanging around in a motel room with the prostitutes or something like that? Yet he had the gifts of the spirit, uh, and so they can be counterfeited, they can be faked. Uh, yet these are the standard that 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 a whole bunch of people use, and that can be intimidating to you. Uh, I, I was talking with a with a friend of mine. And he said he was uh, talking with one of these people, you know, assemblies or whoever they are. And, and this person insisted that if you have the, have the uh, Holy Spirit, you had to have uh, the gift of tongues. And, and, and listen to this. This will help, help all of us. Then my friend said to the young man, when Jesus was baptized, mark this down, what did he get? What that dove, what, what was that dove? It was the Holy Spirit. And so when Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove came on him. And uh, th- then this young man s- said to this Pentecostal, did he speak in tongues? And the guy said, huh. and then the guy began to cry. He said, thank you so much. All these years I've been faking it. I think that's significant because these people have made that. The end. Then it's got to be this. You see, now, now I'm ridiculing this a little bit, and and I think we have to. Um, sometimes, you know, people are throwing down things, even among us, that are so far out that 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 they'll tie us up. By the way, he who asks the questions controls the agenda, and so guys can come along to you with an axe to grind and can tie you in a knot. Do you remember when Eve went to that tree? Uh, the, 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 the snake asked, started asking questions. Then he was controlling her. She, when, when, when the snake asked the questions, the serpent, she should have hit the road. She should have said, I'm out of here. Something's not right with it. See? So uh, so anyway, so I think times are so serious that somebody comes and starts fooling around with something far out. Don't talk to them about it. You might say something like, you've got to be kidding and walk away. Uh, but we don't need to let people draw us in because there are questions that have only wrong answers. Hans, remember, that happened to Jesus, didn't it? They came and they said, Master, it, wh- what what do you think it is, this or this? Well, he knew that however you answered that, you were wrong. So so he took over the agenda. He asked them a question. Now, I'm only telling you that, ladies and gentlemen, it's because we're in the last day. Uh, and, and in the last days, it's a battle for what? For our brains. Uh, it's not the part of, of persecution. You know, they take, come on, man. You know. That's the easy part. This is the part that gets you. And, and, and the devil is after us. And, uh, and remember, Jesus was betrayed from the inside. And so and so, we were walking down the hall and one of the fellows joked he said something about Jesuits. The Jesuits are the least of our problem. You hear what I'm saying? We tend to externalize things. Now this doesn't mean that we see people as good guys and bad guys but we've got to see truth from error. Not in this kind of stuff. Nobody's going to miss heaven by this much. We miss it by a mile. Understand that. It's not this much. We miss it. You follow that? But uh, but but going back to this uh, this matter of, of of the gifts of the spirit. Uh, oh, here's what I was going to say. And now, again, I, I'm ridiculing a, l- a little bit of this. But when you go to a ball game, or, you know, if you, I think I've been to one, and it's been a long time ago. And I went after the seventh inning when it was free. But uh, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, when you go to a ball game or people at the ball game they jump up and down and nobody says they got the Holy Ghost. But if they jump up and down in church they got the Holy Ghost. Isn't that true? When you fall out of bed in the morning nobody says you got the Holy Ghost. But if you fall onto the floor in church they say you got the Holy Ghost. Come on. And and this goes back to the text we just read. That when the Holy Spirit comes what happens? Three things. Convicts us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And when that happens, tell me if I'm wrong, you're more likely to cry than you are to jump up and down. And so, and, and so let, let's not be intimidated by those who tell us that when the Holy Ghost comes that we go out of our mind. In fact, I believe that when the Holy Ghost, as we talk about it later, when the Holy Ghost comes on us, we don't go out of our minds. He, he returns our will to us. It's the devil that takes our will away. Uh, the devil will control you like on a, a chain on a dog. But I don't think the Holy Spirit would control us like that. Do you? Come on. I mean, what, you understand what I mean. What are we talking about? But we've got this idea that when the Holy Ghost comes... That we're not going to think thoughts anymore. That he's got it. No, that you, know, that you understand what I'm saying. He, 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 and I use this illustration, and we'll talk more about it. I, I, he gives us a new operating system. Am I talking computer talk? I, I mean, he reformats us. Uh, in other words, he doesn't take us away from ourselves. He restores in us the life that Jesus meant meant for it to be. And uh, and so and so, I, what I want to say is this that before we do the gifts of the Spirit, and I know people are into that, let's do the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Because you can have these counterfeited gifts of the Spirit, uh, or or black-marketed gifts of the Spirit, I use those words, but you can't have counterfeited or black-marketed fruit of the Spirit. You can't fake the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is where? It's on the inside. I- I- anyway, uh, Jesus uses uh, the the fruit of the spirit uh, as a test. Somebody read Matthew seven sixteen, and somebody else can be looking up Matthew uh, twelve thirty three. Okay, Matthew seven sixteen. 16. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Okay, Matthew uh, 12, 33. It, it, it goes on in the same light. Make a tree good and expensive. by now, now, now watch this. We've got to understand that the fruit of the Spirit isn't optional. Uh, it's not what, as, as Christians, well, you know, I'll, I'll try to get to that. Uh, somebody read Matthew uh, 12, 21, 12. Yeah, 21, uh, 19, uh, 19, excuse me. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said to it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And and presently the fig tree withered away. Okay, what's the point? Is fruit of the Spirit an option? It's not. It's so serious... That those who do, they can say what they want. But, but, but it, unless the fruit of the Spirit is being manifest, in fact you could say, uh, you could say this, that, and, and I think that this is a, a good point. That back in the old days, and I know you don't like to hear us white-haired people talk about the old days, back in the old days you could be an Adventist in good and regular standing and not be born again. And I don't regret a minute of that. I mean, it was a checklist and we did it gladly. Uh, you know, some people say, well, it was that that drove the young people out of the church. Well, it didn't drive me out. And, and I'm not the only one. But the problem is that, is that when you have a checklist, it's possible it never gets inside. In other words, you can, you know, you can be a, a vegan, let's say, and be mean as sin. <laughs> Am I right on that? Uh, absolutely, see, and, 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 but we have a tendency to externalize it, and that's exactly what I meant, and we'll talk about it later. Uh, if you're specializing in something in your Christian life, you're messing yourself up, and other lives too. Uh, it's this big, uh, in fact, it's going to be the fruit of the Spirit, and as, and as we're going to say, it's indivisible. It's Galatians 5, uh, 22 uh, and 23 that's going to be our thing that we're going to do. And, and, and because there's the fruit, there's the fruit of the spirit, and you notice it's connected. In other words, you can't say, "I'll take a little of this and, and some of this, and, and I'll get to that later." It all goes together, and the first one is what, In love. But the fruit of the spirit is love. I don't need to tell you what I'm about to say, but, but. If you want to make it impossible for your enemy uh, uh, to uh, uh, not convey his ideology, take over his language. So the devil has taken over our language, but given the words different meanings. Uh, one of these words is love. Because a person could say, well, you know, as I was coming in the house, I saw two dogs making love. Or you could say, well, did you hear about the homosexual lovers? And I just love pumpkin pie. <laughs> and God is love. And one of these days, God's going to say, not if that's what you mean. So, see, and so the words are being corrupted. And, and let me just speak because, you know, remember what I talked about? Your wife's out there. You, what you about that? A man. You're a married man? <laughs> well, your kids are out there. Then No, I'm just How many of you are married that are in here? Could I see your hand? Oh, wow. Everybody here is a grandma, a grandpa, just like me. (laughs) Anyway, um, let me say this. The word love these days, I don't need to tell you, means sex. Am I right on that? It's about sex. Uh, Have you noticed that everything is about sex these days? And, And, you know, when you, even in the airport, you know, you see all these magazines... You know, I'm to the place where, where I, I turn my head when I walk through those places. Because it's all, they got the pretty girl. You know, this is the thing I can't understand about our dear uh, sisters and mothers and wives. The women are intent on being, you know, they're being, they're seducers, aren't they? Now come on. Come on, n- n- not you ladies, of course. But, but generically, isn't that the way it is? I gotta be sexy. I, I was at a, a table one day, and, and she was a young, uh, you know, uh, Adventist girl, and she said, "I, I, I want to be uh, what was the word she used? Uh, attractive or uh, uh, desirable was the word she used. I want to be desirable." And she was, she was, uh, and I thought to myself, "Do you know what you're talking about?" do you know what you're trying, what you're trying to tell Any words, anyway let me say this now these married people I don't need to say that, this to them but do you know marriage is not built on love it's built on commitment because see the word love is unstable right it can be well today you know It can it be like this and, and, and especially with the divorce these days well I never loved her anyway I, as I told you, I used to live in South Asia, and, and over there you don't get to choose who you 're going to marry. You wear that? Uh, I was in a, a subway here several months ago, and, uh, and there was a young woman there, and I saw some bangles on her arms. You know you know what a bangle is? Its kind of like a and, and, uh, and I could see these silver bangles. And, uh, and when I saw those bangles, I knew she was a Sikh. You know, the, you know they're from Punjab. And so I said, are you a Sikh? She said, yes. And uh, there was her manager, her supervisor uh, was there. And, and he began to talk. He came over to the table where I was eating my subway. And he said, I just got back from India and I saw the girl I'm going to marry. I said, do you, do you know her? Uh-uh. See, over in that part of the world, it, it's not a marriage of two people. It's a marriage of families. And so, mommy and daddy decide who you're going to marry. And so, uh, when I was in Pakistan, there was one of the teachers, and and let's say, you know, he wanted to marry a certain girl, you know, that he saw. But daddy decided it was going to be somebody else. And I remember the first Sabbath after the wedding, the honeymoon, on Sabbath morning, he was sitting here and she was sitting at the other end. (laughs) Romantic, huh? (laughs) And, uh, but they had made commitment. And then as the Sabbath went by. They were sitting by each other after a while. But I think that this is critical for us. This is critical because this generation. Doesn't like the word commitment. You notice that? This generation uses the word relationship. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Hey, that Listen to me. I'm not exaggerating. The word relationship is. Uh, in the 21st century, is worthless. I don't know about it in some of the other languages. It's worthless. The devil has a relationship with Jesus. He hates him. So relationship means nothing at all. I was talking with a young man who was living with a girl without being married. And by the way, this uh, basketball player, we had a heart-to-heart talk. And he's got a girl that he might want to marry. And he says, we're thinking of moving in together this summer. And boy, did I talk to him about that in a very nice way. Because, because it, when these kids move in together without being married, it stops the bonding. It stops it. And by the way, most people who get a divorce, or a huge number of them, were living together before they were married. Anyway, we talk, And he was serious. I wasn't just doing this. We were just talking back and forth and back and forth. Anyway, I was talking with a young man one day who was living with a girl without being married, and I said, what's it like? And he said, we love each other, we're best friends, we share expenses, and we snuggle. How'd you like that word? That was just really a good word, wasn't it? I mean, nobody's embarrassed by that word. And uh, I said, that sounds like Betty and me. Why don't you go ahead and get... No. Don't want to make a what? Commitment. Commitment. And I think that this is critical uh, amongst us. Uh, who are here because you all are, are rubbing shoulders with people all the time and they're using the word relationship. Just tell them. Just tell them what I'm telling you. That that word's no good. It doesn't mean anything. That, that what we're looking for is people ready to make a commitment to Jesus, huh? And now, now another thing that, uh, you've heard this expression. And remember, when we talk religious talk, we just say it that way. But really, if we think it through, it isn't what we mean to say. I I was in a Baptist church one time and the minister said, watch this, now that you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, won't you accept Him as the Lord of your life? Do you see what he was doing? He was splitting it. Now that Jesus is your Savior, won't you consider obeying Him? You see, these people believe that you get saved that it closes it. I was having a debate with a minister uh in in Indiana, I you know, on the internet, and this man actually said, When you get saved, you can't get unsaved. And, and and we talk in other words, you go out and rob a bank today. That doesn't affect your salvation. It's just when you get to heaven that'll shrink your reward. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that's going on. And so and so The only reason I started to say that is Jesus is Lord of your life is a word we use. What does that mean? We've got to start taking religious talk and breaking it down into language we understand. What does Lord of your life mean? Savior. There he did. He used another religious word. Come on, in plain language. What are we talking about when Jesus is Lord of our life? He's the one I think in control now there's another word there's another word that we uh, see we could use obey if you love me keep my commandments In other words, in other words a person is this Lord is a person that, that is telling us what to do and what not to do now that's awful to say that because when you talk that way these days they call that a legalist whenever we whenever we talk about holy life these days somebody's going to call you a legalist am I right or wrong? There's three words that are used to beat back holy life. One word is legalist. Another word is judgmental. And the other word is Pharisee. Have you had that happen to you yet? Oh yeah. you know, Talk about a holy life, they'll say, well that's legalist. Well once we understand uh, what, uh, what the fruit of the Spirit is, uh, if it's the fruit of the Spirit and we understand that, you can't be a legalist. Uh, because because a legalist is a person that works from the outside. The fruit of the Spirit can't be worked from the outside. It's got to be worked from the inside. You can't do it yourself. Only the Holy Spirit can do it. So legalism is out the window when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Anyway, oh, there's another thing too when we talk about this generation. Did you understand what I said about love? It's corrupted. But also... There's a word that that comes into play here, and it isn 't the word "love it 's the word self-esteem." Have you heard that word? Uh, they 'll say, "Did you hear about this lady that killed her children? Yeah, she had low self-esteem. isn't that true? don't they do that? Did you hear about the the, the, the man who abandoned his family? Oh yeah, low self-esteem. Do you know what self-esteem means? Love yourself. Uh, the two great commandments are which? L- love the Lord with all your heart and your neighbor yourself. See, this generation of has added a third commandment which it puts on top. In fact, I don't know if you've heard people say, they say you can't love God with all your heart and your neighbor yourself unless you love yourself first. Have you heard that one? Have you heard the word self-esteem at all? Where do you live? On the moon? You hear this word all over the place. Self-esteem, self-esteem. Self-esteem means put yourself first. In 1 Timothy it says, one of the characteristics of the last days is that men and women would be what? Lovers, Lovers of themselves. I was talking with this guy yesterday on the airplane. See, this? if I'm going to love myself first, and my wife loves herself first. How long am I going to be able to stay married? Not, yeah, what'd you say? A week. But see, this is another reason why marriages are breaking up like crazy. But and this is also why I said to you a moment ago that, uh, that the devil speaks our language. Uh, in other words, when he comes and says, uh, love yourself, you'd say, Amen. and, and, and by the way, by the way, we're born loving ourselves. A, a newborn baby keep you awake all night. What do you call that? He's looking out for number one. See? And 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 also this uh, 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 the, the golden rule says what? You don't know the golden rule. Don't, don't they teach that anymore? Don't they really? You've never heard of it. Well, no, I'm going to have to update my... Help me out. Do he knows. He knew. <laughs> do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What's the presupposition? That we we already love ourselves. Love your neighbor as yourself. What's the presupposition? You do. Now, now, you know, I'm just adding this just, just for kicks. You could say... Pastor Phil, you're telling us that we already love ourselves, but I know a guy that, uh, that hates himself. And, and the guy says, I hate myself because I'm so ugly. But no, if he really hated himself, he would be glad he's ugly. Did you follow that? Wouldn't that be true? What's he really saying? Uh, he, he, he's saying, I wish I looked better. But, but another thing, watch this now. Someone's told him he's ugly. And so we've got to understand that, that 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 my self-image doesn't come from me. It comes from who? It comes from you. In other words, they say I'm fat or I'm skinny, I'm smart, I'm dumb. Uh, that's somebody else saying this. You see, this is why the church was never to be a place where you came to learn to love yourself. The church was to be a place where we came huh, to learn to love other people. But they're teaching love yourself, and they're teaching it in churches. I even I even read a book one time, and uh, and the, the married guy here, uh, Greg, wake up here. You don't go to sleep so early in the, in the thing. No, he was taking notes. You know, you know what I read, Greg? That, uh, and I really did. This is serious. That they suggested that you take your wife out for to eat. And, uh, to a nice little place, a romantic place. Is so far, so good. With the soft romantic music playing in the background. Are you all, are you all right with me? And the little candlelight. Now, this is something I read, see, about self esteem. And they said, then at the right time, you look at your wife tenderly in the eyes. And you say, I love me. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, uh. But that's where we're at. Listen, that's where we're at. You may think that that's... But it's where we're at. In the last days, men and women will be lovers of who? Themselves. And that's exactly where we're at. And, And now I know I'm talking with GYC people, but you're not immune from that, and neither am I. Because the big one in our lives is selfishness. And, 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 and this is messing us up real bad. And you're going to hear me say again if you come back. And that is that uh, uh, the home is where is the hardest place in the world to be a Christian. Uh, but if we're not, if we don't have the fruit of the spirit at home, we don't have it any place. And so this is why I have a tremendous burden for, for living the life of Christ at home. You can do it here at the Congress, or you can do it when you go to church, you can do it in school. But when you go home, man, how long, in fact, I I tease the people sometimes, I said, how long would you last on your job if you talk to your mother or your wife like you talk to your, or talk to your boss like you talk to your wife? One guy said, I think about five minutes. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, so who's the married people here? Oh, man, they're all over the place. I'm going to use this guy as the illustration. What's your first name? Jonathan. Jonathan? Now, now, I'm going to make this a little bit romantic. you mind? Okay. <laughs> do you tell your wife once in a while you love her? I agree. You do, you should. But now for us men, now I'm going to be gross. When we tell our wives we love them sometimes, unless we're just doing it like a recording, we say, I, I want to snuggle. You know what I mean? But really, uh, what is what is the in the Bible tells us all in one chapter what love is. It's First Corinthians 13, and I think we need to really take this seriously because here's what I want. And you know, you can break this down. The next time when you go home, where is she? She's around here somewhere. Oh, she's here someplace. Anyway, when you see her next time, I mean, get off in a corner someplace. And say, "Sweetheart, I love you." And then you explain, and you say, "By that, I mean that I'm going to be patient with you. I'm going to be kind. Isn't that what it says? I'm not going to be jealous. I'm not going to brag. You you see, that's what it means. You know, it's not about dogs making love or homosexual lovers. It's about this. And this is the kind of stuff that's the fruit of the spirit. I'm not going to be rude." I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to get upset. I, I'm not talking about you here anyplace, am I? I don't know. Just on every other one. I'm not going to hold a grudge. I'm not going to be into doing wrong things, but I'm going to be patient, trusting, optimistic, and strong. You see, this is, this is what we've got to understand. Uh, that, that, that the Christian life is deep. You can you can bring her a box of candy and hate her. I got to tell you this little story. Let me see what time it is. Is this over already? What time are we supposed to finish? Is it ten thirty already? I don't know. It's finished, huh? It's all over. Take the break, and I, I got a story. If you decide to come back. If you don't come back, you never hear the story. <laughs> but uh, you can send one of the spies back to hear it, and because uh, I got a story I want to tell you about this, about uh, going through the motions on love, and, and then we'll move on to some other fruit of the spirit. This media was produced by AudioVerse and Hope Media Ministry for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to listen to more great media like this presentation. Or if you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. You can also find great witnessing media at audioverse.org and at hopevideo.com.